And now, Ben Diva, the voice and layers. Welcome back to the BDSM show. That's Billy and Devo talk sports and manliness. As always, I'm Billy. I'm Devo. Welcome back. We uh, made it for another week. We sure did. On time this like, time. We have like at least 90 minutes worth of shit to talk about. Right. But we're going to push that over two episodes. One bonus episode. Whoop whoop. Um, this week we're also recording our USF special. Right. Palooza extravaganza. I, you know, I don't have that much to talk about for USF. Okay. Um, but I've got plenty to get. I want. I want to get the hype train going. Oh, of course. You know, I want to get hype. I mean, we have to get it done this week because next week is game week. So. Yeah. All the way turned up. Cheer. Nothing can stop me. Uh, I'm all the way up. Like I'm thinking, like sandstorm. Okay. I went old school. I mean, you do what you gotta do, player. Um, fantasy football is coming up too. We're gonna have that draft next week. Yeah. Right? Is it next week? Yeah, next Saturday. Next game Saturday. day. So we got one more episode to record. Right. And then the draft. And then the draft. I um, uh, confirmed Jacob's coming. Nice. I saw that on the event page. That's nice. Yep. Yep. A little a little bitter banter on the web page. Oh yeah. Um I invited a guy from work. He's dying dying to get into the league, but I thought you were, were gonna all, say he was dying. I was gonna say we're all Jesus filled Christ. Up. That got dark. <laughs> nice. His last wish was to come to a BDSM live event. <laughs> I was like, It's not what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can Just break out some know. chains. That's, <laughs> that's about all we'll have. Um, so he he was coming too. Um, a nice guy, loves sports. Nice. H- hates the Red Sox, coincidentally. Well, good for him. Regular clock sucker. <laughs> He's a big Rays fan. Oh, one of those mm-hmm. hates the Red Sox because of the inferiority complex. Got well, you know they they don't hate the Yankees. You know? Well, because the Yankees have sucked for a decade now. I don't know. I mean, who's this? This uh, was it Aaron Judge? Uh, the guy who set a major league record for consecutive games with strikeouts? That guy? W- was that him? The one that's hitting like one something after the uh, after the All-Star. All-Star break? Yikes. You know yeah, what? I'm just going to keep guy. my mouth shut. I'm fine. You know what? It's fine. No, but he's having a great season, or was. He's in a slump now. But you know what they should do is... Bang a fat girl? They they should do what... Um, That's what I used to do when I was in a slump. <laughs> the old slump buster. Mark Grace, yep. fucking pro baseball player. Everybody's like, oh, oh yeah. I'm so glad you text me. He's one of the nice guys in baseball. And he was talking about it afterwards, after his career was over. He, I don't remember who he was talking to, but he's like, oh, yeah. You know, everybody takes a slump buster every once in a while. And it's like, this is supposed to be Mark Grace. He's... <laughs> He's the wholesome face of the Cubs. Nope. Not so much. Banging fat girls with herpes, hoping uh, that the rubber doesn't bust. (laughs) 
But no, the Red Sox had uh, Ben Intendi, their their left fielder, was in a slump, and they just gave him a couple of days off. Said, you know, "Get your mind right and come back." And he's been raking ever since. You're fired. Yeah, I'm so, just kidding. Just take a day off. <laughs> we'll see you on Thursday. I know Aaron Judge is supposed to be like the big, you know, power source in the center of the lineup, the one everybody fears. But maybe give him a couple of days to just step away. We're going to swing. Look at some video. Right. Come Air back quotes, fresh. Work on his swing. Right. On the way the little bat swings. The, you know, on the way home from the massage parlor. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> so we got fantasy football. That went to right to the jack shack. <laughs> <laughs> Baby arms in this bitch. Uh, so we got fantasy football. Um, it's going to be a kid-friendly party. Of course. I mean, we'll have some beers, obviously. Right. And it's going to roll right into a USF watch party. And then it's going to roll right into Devin and Billy scouring the internet for sources for the fight. Right. Mayweather McGregor. Yep. Yep. Uh, Side note. Side note. My brother is supposed to be flying down the middle of next week. So he may be tagging along for that. Mikey? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, he's the only guy out of out of all the fucking two dozen people who listen to this episode of show, he's the only guy who put an iTunes review in. Yeah, it's true. The only one. Bastards. Th- thanks everybody else. Yeah, get on that, motherfuckers. Go I'm, go to I'm Google sorry. Play. I don't know where that you know came what? from. No, don't do it. Don't do me don't patronize me. Don't I don't <laughs> I don't want you to make a review. Right. Don't make it. Just because I said to go make a review. Because, you know what? I hate watching those YouTube videos where at the end they're always like, Amy, can you click subscribe? Uh, we don't need your pity Comment stars. In the de- right, that's what I'm trying to say. You know what? Mikey's stars were real. Right. They're from the and heart. I cherish. I cherish them. Print it out sometimes. Carry it around with me. Stick it in your wallet. I'm going to buy an iPhone just so I can have iTunes on my phone. <laughs> That sounds like a great reason to buy an iPhone. For Mikey's review. He just friended me on Facebook. I was like, how are we not friends? Uh, he's had several accounts. I think that's what it was. Because it was like, his his account name was like, you know, hey, would you blow me or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Right. And then in parentheses, it's, it's Mike. I was like, I know. That's the only guy I know in B-Town. Right, yeah. He uh, he hides his government name. <laughs> so they can't track him. Uh, oh, that's awesome. It's like Kevin does that too. He, there's like no real pictures of him on the internet. Right. I don't really care. Like I cared for a while. And then I just was like, eh, it's going to happen. Sure. And it's I, the big thing for not having it out there is like if you go for a job interview, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, what's this? This photo here of you with your thumb up your ass while you're doing a beer bong. What? Yeah. You don't had, seem very responsible. I had a bunch like that. And honestly, this is my second Facebook account. Um, I closed the first one because I was job hunting. Right. And there were pictures of me, like, you know, shooting a pistol out of a sunroof and, like, just stupid shit. Sure. You know, with, like, a pile of puke at my feet and, like, <laughs> my ass hanging out. You know what I mean? Like, getting nasty right. letters from Facebook saying, you can't post pictures of that. Right. Like, okay. That counts as porn. Thanks, Dad. (laughs) 
So, um, so I deleted it and I, um, that was like, I was super preemptive about it. Right. I deleted it like, cause it takes months for it to start falling off of the search results. Sure. So I, I killed it like six months before I was started like actively applying for new jobs. Right. Killed my Twitter, killed my Facebook and I changed the passwords on Reddit to just gobbledygook. I would never remember. Right. So then I can't log back in. <laughs> Always a plus. Yeah, deleted all the posts. You know, that whole thing. I was like, so what if I upvoted a few mildly racist jokes? They're just jokes. Some <laughs> people don't find that shit funny. <laughs> I downvoted shitty jokes, so I should get like credit for that too. Right, it should balance out, but it right. won't. That's anti-Semitic downvote. <laughs> oh, Italians are stupid. Upvote. That's not even a funny anti-Semitic joke. Come on. Yeah, right? Can't joke about the Holocaust. I mean, you can, but not too soon. I think it's always too soon. Yeah. You know, in Germany, it's illegal to joke about it. Oh, yeah. They take it very serious. They're like, nope. That is like, it's not like a faux pas. It's like, I think you get a ticket, right? Like, Yeah, you get fined and all kinds of shit. Cited. I mean, I don't know about all that, but I guess it does help uh, when it comes to dum dums carrying tiki torches and stuff like that. Wearing swastikas on their arms and shit. Yeah, yeah. no, that should have get you murdered in Germany. It really will. I, you know, I I read on Reddit, and I you know obviously didn't check any sources, so I'll take it as the gospel um, that an American tourist did the German Nazi salute in Germany and did get his ass kicked. Right by like five guys. Yep. Just stomped. And then the cops are like, hmm. Yeah. They should've, take it very serious there, man. Maybe they, you shouldn't have done that, you big dummy. That's a chapter in their history that they're very not proud of. And so they're they're taking all kinds of steps to make sure it doesn't happen again. You know, I didn't have that that Charlottesville on my notes, but I did want to mention one quick little thing about it. Okay. All the kids that are there protesting... Right. Chances are their grand their grandfathers fought the Nazis. Right, fought the very but same type of people that they are. All of our grandfathers fought in World War Two. Like you, you got drafted, you were in. Right, that was the big. The whole world was there. Yep. So I just thought that was like, you know, I thought it was. I don't know what to call it. Ironic. I think it was stupid. Their grandfathers you know. would take them behind the woodshed still today. Right? Like, could you imagine? Ass. Could you imagine being, you know, a 92 years old or like, I don't know, they're probably 100 now. Right. Uh, World War II vet. You fucking stormed the beaches of Normandy and survived. And then you see your grandson on the news carrying a tiki torch at a, at a, uh, a Nazi rally. Right. I would be fucking furious. Oh, yeah. I mean, even their parents, some of their parents that that didn't serve in World War Two. I saw one, the guy completely just disowned his kid, said his, his son's never welcome back home, not at their family table for dinner, nothing. Wow. So. Is it worth it, buddy? I just, I, what I will do is uh, raise my kids to treat everybody the same. Being white, being a white male doesn't make you better than anybody else. Being a white female doesn't make you better than anybody else. It's it's 
how you carry yourself. And being a black dude or a Jewish guy or, uh, you know, an Asian woman. Right. I mean, an Asian woman might be bad at driving, but other than that. But really good at math. Right. So that doesn't make (laughs) her less of a person. But it's just, here's the best way to put it. The only superior race on the planet is the human race. That's it. Being one one shade of color or a particular gender or a particular uh, sexual preference doesn't make you better than anybody else. It, it's my man. The, it's the actions you take that determine the way you're perceived. That determine whether you are or are not a better person than somebody else. And my man John Snow sums it up the best, right? At the end of that episode, now I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but when he's like, you know, when somebody's like, hey, how do we know we're all on the same side? And he's like, we're all breathing, right? Right. We're all men. We're on the same side. Right. So So let's go. I'm going to raise my kids to treat everybody equal. You give everybody respect until they give you a reason not to respect them anymore. And also don't show up at rallies like this because you... You may think you're doing something by opposing these people, but you see the fucking chaos it turned into, and I don't want my kids anywhere near that. That was incredible. Having some some group of white supremacist piece of shits gang jumping kids, like no, or driving their car through a crowd. Yeah, fuck those people. And that's what I don't get. Like these people that like they there was a, a picture. Of four of these dudes jumping a black guy with weapons, and one's got a lead pipe, and how do they think this makes them tough? Like then they go on bragging about it. Like, how does that make you tough? It doesn't. That makes you a coward. That makes you a pussy. It doesn't make you tough. Sorry. Yeah, you want to be tough? Try going four on one the other way. Right. The um, <laughs> Michael Rappaport said it best. He's like Charlottesville. He's like, why don't you take your fucking tiki torches over to Virginia Beach or Newport? And see what happens. He goes, they'll probably shove those tiki torches right up your pasty white asses. <laughs> I just... Uh, it, there was a video that came out of this dude trying to, to hit this woman. And nice. whiffed. And then she went to punch him back. And he fucking took off like a Nancy. Like the rock was chasing him. <laughs> like there was bees. Ah! Right. I'm allergic to bees. First of all, if that's my daughter and I see this video of this dude swinging on her like that, trying to sucker punch her, I'm finding out where he's where he lives. I'm at his doorstep tomorrow. Like, hey, okay. do you remember this? And you open your phone and you show it to him. Mm, right. Nope, I don't remember that. You don't remember that because that was earlier today. Right. Like, okay, tough guy. Let's see how tough you are now. Yep. I'll even give him the first shot. I won't. I'll wait till he answers the door and fucking sucker punch him. How's it feel, bitch? You know why. <laughs> Rub his nose in it. Bad. People are I just stupid. Yeah. So, okay, so I don't want I don't want to get it's gonna go dark and I don't wanna go dark, but um I just thought that that was an interesting uh uh thing. We uh you started kindergarten this or Junior Bubs started kindergarten. I did actually sit in class with him. I started kindergarten too. I like Billy Madison. (laughs) I've learned my colors: uh, red, orange, and blue. So I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, you should be. (laughs) I can count to ten now. Thank you. Oh, adorable! Right, 
Yeah, no um, first day of kindergarten was yesterday, and drop-off went very well. Swimmingly? Yeah, I was convinced, knowing my son, and now he sometimes just gets really kind of antisocial and just wants dad. Um, even in his daycare, pre-K, that he's been going to for three years, like the last couple of weeks, every day he wants to cling to my leg when I'm trying to leave. So I'm thinking kindergarten, big school, he's, a couple of his classmates came from their pre-K, so, I mean, that's nice, but I thought for sure, like, he's not going to want me to, to leave. He's going to just break down. So he went, sat in his seat, we took pictures, and I was like, all right, give me a pound it, pound it, all right, double pound it, okay, high five, double high five, all right. It's like, all right, dude, you know, uh, have fun. You're going to do great. Go to stand up, walk around his table, go to leave. And he's like, Daddy, wait. And I'm thinking, great, here it is. This is when it happens. And uh, he's like, one more double pound it. I'm like, okay, all right. Runs off. He's fucking jacked. He's ready to go. So it was super, super uh, smooth. And Super helpful, right? Yeah, part of me thought like, Okay, I might get a little emotional. My little man's going off to, to big school now. and Yeah. I'm a person who wears my emotions on my sleeve. I don't fucking hide it. No, I'm, I'm the same I, way. I didn't even tear up. I was good. And we walked out, and uh, I was carrying Ashlyn because she came with us. And I was carrying her out to the truck. And I'm like, all right, baby. Bubba's all grown up. He's off to public school now. He's left us for public school. And she's like, oh, public school? I'm like, yep. So we get in the truck, and Heather calls, and she's like, how to go? And Ashlyn's in the back going, Mommy, Bubba's at Publix. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she's like, what? I was like, I told her he's at public school. And she's like, okay, makes sense now. You know, Archer... Um has realized that that's where Finn goes is to school. And so, like, in the morning when I'm there, he's like, he's like, Daddy, go to school? And I'm like, no, it's similar to school, except for the only I pay as opposed, you know, I get paid. <laughs> right. As opposed to paying, so. Sure. Um, Finn has asked me several times if he could just go to the first grade. Nice. And I was like, no. I was like, you're not smart enough. <laughs> and he's like, yes, I am. I'm like, no, you're not. I was like, right. what's... I was like, what's what's five plus four? And he looks down at his fingers. I was like, see, you're counting on your fingers. Yeah, way to go, stupid. Yeah, or I'll be like, spell your last name. I was like, you're the one stuck with it. Right. And then he started spelling it, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> I was like, he's going to mess up somewhere, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Well, um, we got the boy in the advanced program, which is nice. He he tested really well for that. I don't know if we mentioned that last week. But, um, I know um, you and I talked about it. They he Well, they did the testing, right? And we knew he was going to do fairly well. My only reservation was I was worried he might clam up because sometimes he gets anxious and oh, we yeah, just, yeah. like, shut down. But, test um, anxiety or something. Right. And so he took the test, and he told me... When I talked to him on the phone after he got after Heather got home with him, he told me that he only missed one. He got his lowercase b and his lowercase d backwards. Um, Classic. I still do that. Is, yeah, it's understandable. It's a stick with a circle on the side, and yep. one goes one way, the other goes the other. He's P's, five. Q's, G's, they all get me. 
right see he's fine it happens but then the reading test like his one of his teachers at pre-k said oh you know they don't normally tell us how they do or they kind of might hint one way or the other he said but the teacher came out and was just like wow like she was just blown away and she said that um for the reading part to see to to determine their reading level they just they have a stack of books and they have them read the books until they get stuck on a word and can't get it and then that's how they determine okay that's how far along they are and they ran out of books for him so we knew he tested pretty well and he's in the advanced program and we were looking through like they've got some of his agenda for the year and we're looking through the sight words and stuff and i'm like he already knows like all these words <laughs> like he he seriously reads it at at least a second grade level like firmly second grade level so yeah we started to say words and Finn started ripping through them and I'm like man I feel like I I felt like I wasn't working on them enough with him right but he remembered a bunch of them you know nice. we had a big we had a big layoff and he went right through it and he's like the like girl boy you know like I'm play and I'm like geez dude yeah, it's impressive it's what they pick up on. Dude, and their little brains are like steel traps. Right. Well, it's like why when, you know, we're playing, let's say, Lego Dimensions, and they've got a puzzle for us to solve. And he just gets annoyed and wants to stop. And I'm like, listen, dude, it's like, I know you're really smart. You got a big head in there. You got a big brain. You're in the advanced program where you're going to be. Just stop and think about it. Look at what it's telling Work you it to out. do process it in your head you're a smart kid i know you are you can figure it out and then he'll get pissed off with it for the next 10 minutes and finally figure it out so i know i probably set a bad example for finn we were playing portal and i got to like level six and i'm just i'm just scratching my head right so then i was like uh, i gotta look it up so i got my phone fire up youtube so then we get to level seven and he's like He's like, look at YouTube. And I'm like, no, we have to try it first. Jesus. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I set a bad example. Sure. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? It wasn't It wasn't exactly obvious, um, the switch I was supposed to hit. I thought it was just like skinned into the wall, like part of the environment. You know what I mean? Right. And then I watched YouTube and I'm like, oh, well, that makes this level a lot easier. Sure. So. Yeah, sometimes it happens. Like, we were, we'd be playing a level on, on Dimensions or Star Wars, and we get stuck. And then, like, I'm just sitting at work, and for whatever reason, the idea pops up, and I'm like, son of a <laughs> oh. bitch, why didn't I think of that? Oh, nice. Usually, I'm sitting at work, and I'll start Googling, like, you know, um, Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons level. Right. Dimensions, stuck at pool. Yeah, so. I I just was like, there was one Star Wars, Lego Star Wars level where we were stuck. And I'm thinking, and I'm like, well, I wonder if you do this, maybe that works. So we, the next time we fired it up, we went ran straight to that puzzle because we, you know, had, had to start back a little ways and run straight in. I'm like, fuck yeah, where? why did it take me so long? I fucked around with this level for 20 minutes and could not figure out what the fuck I was doing. The most simple thing, I was completely just overlooking. And then I'm like, son of a bitch. Now that I, it's the light bulb's gone off, I feel like a fucking idiot. 
you know, um, gay God of War. Uh, some of those, some of the puzzles were, you know, okay, but then there's like these platforming jumping parts. Right. Where like your timing had to be perfect. And I remember playing it and dying so much that it flips up and it's like, do you want to try this on easy? And I'm like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you're struggling. Yeah. So I turned it off. Right. And then the next morning, this was back, you know, when I was a single lad living by myself. Right. So the next morning before work, I hop up and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give it one more go. And then you nail it on the first nailed try. Nail it on the first try. And I was like, you better hurry up and save it. Now I'll go to work and all I want to do is come home and play God of War. Right. That's usually good. how it goes. Oh, the single days. You know, I could have done all this cool shit and I stayed home playing, you know, Uncharted and God of War. Well, I think and you, you've so calm. Well yeah, I mean, I did have some adventures. That's, I, don't I mean, just mince think words. If you weren't if you weren't playing those games, maybe you would have met some other woman, and she would have been a psychotic bitch, and you never would have met Jen. Who knows? <laughs> right? Or I would have been in jail. Right? Possibly. Who knows? See, so uh, Uncharted and uh, God of War saved your life. <laughs> God bless Naughty Dog. <laughs> I just, um, I look at it like this, like Skyrim. I I put an ungodly amount of hours into Skyrim, and I think about all the money that saved me, like all those hours that I was alone true. in the house while the kids are gone, the wife is gone. I could have been out spending money on something stupid. Yep, on, instead, on an expensive hobby, right? Like hiding rocks or <laughs> or hookers, <laughs> blow. But I mean, this one thirty dollar investment. Think of all the money that saved me. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that is true. Yeah. Idle hands are the tools of the devil. Right. Um. Do you want to talk about FanFest now, or do you want to talk about FanFest later? We could talk about it now. Um. Okay. So good news podcast. We went to FanFest. Yeah. Um. We. It was a learning process. Right. Involved with FanFest, which I didn't think there was going to be, but there definitely was. We showed up at about, what do you figure, one o'clock? A little after one, yeah. Probably quarter after. And we were, by all accounts, late. Yeah. Like a the, lot. The The main attraction, I'm sorry, players, was the... Um, merchandise room the right. goodie room all the old shit that they don't use or never used anymore um they sell like a fundraiser and they sell right. it at severely discounted rates right like in the neighborhood of 90 to 50 percent off correct so we uh we get to the we get to the place we check in right and we go to find the line for uh for the merchandise so right. we find the we find the room it's in the club section there's a big line it goes around the corner i'm like oh well shit so we start following the line right and this is inside of the stadium the sun dome and so we follow the line and like oh shit it goes around another corner hmm all right so we're halfway around the stadium now and it goes around another corner wait what this goddamn line went I all the know, way around 
Yeah, I would say 80, 90% around the the stadium. Yeah, at least three quarters. It was it was three solid turns. Right. We were in line for an hour. Yeah. And it's like the whole time you're sitting there, you're like, uh, there's probably there's there's a thousand people ahead of me. Right. And they all look like they wear the same size as me. Oh, of course. But I was it. We were able to find some stuff. Um, I kind of wish I would have bought some more socks. <laughs> they were such a good deal. Right. Uh, dude. So I got, let's see, I bought one shirt for the kids. That's all I could find. Actually, Heather found it, I think. I bought myself like two undershirts, uh, a jacket, and some socks. Right. For th- like 35 bucks total. Yeah. The, ja- the jacket deal. alone that I bought was a, it was a baseball um, warm up jacket, short sleeve. Still had the price tag on it for uh, $55. So, um, so I went to pick Jen up on Sunday morning. I put all of the shit that I bought on and drove over there just to get her. <laughs> it was, I got out of the truck and she's like, what is wrong with you? And I was Very like, what? what's wrong with me? What do you mean? I had like pink, my pink socks. I had my undershirt <laughs> and I had my forearm warmers and I had my um, jacket on. It was right. hilarious. She's like, you know, we were going to go to Ikea, but we can't go now. And I was like, why can't we go? She's like, because you're dressed like an asshole. <laughs> I was like, what part of this makes me look like an asshole? She's like, all of it. She's like, maybe not the shorts. But I talked her into going anyway. I nice. did. Leave, I left the jacket in the car. Fantastic. <laughs> so, um, so we did that. You guys, um, you didn't get anything, did you, Billy? I did not. No. Heather got two pairs of shoes and some pants. She got two pairs of shoes, um, oh, and some a hoodie. warm-up pants, and a hoodie. And she got out the door for like sixty bucks. Yeah, by the end of it, yeah, because when we came out of the the player autograph thing, they were all buy one get one. So, yep. So, um, so next year we decided that we're going to break up into teams, and some of us are going to be there when the goddamn doors open, right? And we'll be the first ones in the room, so we'll be able to. And plus, by the time we got there, it looked like a fucking Haitian garage sale with right. shit just stacked everywhere, right? Like. It really looked like a Black Friday sale, but not an organized one, like the Walmart version. Right. So um so I think next year that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna um we're gonna make sure we're there early enough so that we can find the sizes that we need. And I'm gonna do everybody's Christmas shopping at this garage sale next year. Right. I mean, the thing is, next year, when they say, hey, season ticket holders can get in this much early, we'll be there to get yeah. in that much early. We'll be there 45 minutes early so that we can be in the front of that get here early line. Right. Because there was more people at the Fan Fest than there, I feel like there were at some of the games last year. And, and we won 11 games last year. Right. So and I don't know that I would go that far, but yes, there was a lot of people there. There was probably more people there than went to any of the basketball games last year. Oh, that's 100% for sure. That was as full as the Sundome's been in a long time. Yeah, not since, like, SmackDown was there. Right, so... Um, we also got to meet all the players. Yeah. 
and they were all really cool. They were, yeah. I felt like nobody tried to cool guy us. Um, they all made eye contact. You know, they dapped up the little guys. Right. Um, Finn and Bubba got to, you know, knuckle bump. Oh, and Ashlyn got to knuckle oh, bump yeah. as many as many players as they really as they wanted to. Ashlyn uh, fist bumped every single player after the defensive backs. Because she didn't really, she did it a couple times before that. But then after that, it was every player she wanted to fist bump. Every player. All the receivers, all the running backs, the tight ends, the offensive linemen, and then to the quarterback table. Every last one of them. I feel like my favorite units were the uh, defensive line. Right. And the running backs. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, your favorite player might have actually been Ashland's biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. When dude, she came the guy through. Was so goddamn nice. He was he was awesome with her because she's just like, she's wound up, revved up, ready to go. And she's knuckle bump and, and, uh, and he was like, whoa. And she's so, she's pumped. She wants to do it again. And she does it again. He's like, wow. <laughs> and she does it again. He's like, holy cow. <laughs> He was he was awesome with her. The and only Darius had a blast. By the way, yeah. You know, I I I told the guy. I said, "Hey, man, I was I was really heartbroken when you got hurt last year. I'm really glad to see you back." And he like legit stood up and looked at me, and he's like, "I really appreciate that." And he stuck out his <laughs> hand, and I was like, "Huh?" I was like, "Okay." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he said it with sincerity. It's not like, "Yeah, thanks, man." Right. Right. Like, no, no, I think I, he he legitimately loves being here. I think you're right. He um, and then Dearness Johnson was sitting next to him, and I was like, "Man, you two guys are the game breakers." Right. And they both were like, "Hell yeah!" So it was. It went. I think it went really well. Um, Quentin Flowers was taking pictures with everybody. Yeah. Every single person that came to the line with he was fine. He was like, let, let, "Let's do a picture." Right. I love so, Q. Yep. He was really nice. Also, and he could have, and if anybody could wanted a big time, anybody it would have been him. Right? Yeah. Hey, he's the Heisman candidate on the team. So, yep. But if he, he was like, "Nah, I got to keep these legs fresh. I'm just gonna sit here." Right. Exactly. I'm bored. You know, playing with his phone or whatever. He he wasn't doing any of that. Right. No. He he was very gracious. Uh, when Bub refused to just go stand with him by himself, we were uh-huh. all like, "Hey, do you mind just taking a group pick?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure. Let's do it." Yeah, it was really cool. Um, and what else was there? There was free uh, free Icy Pops. Yeah, which was good for the kids. They were yep. like, hey, Popsicles, yay. Well, and the the all of the event staff there, like the Sundome employees, everybody was like super nice. Like they came and found us in the line and they're like, at least twice, somebody came through the line saying, I just want to make sure you know you're waiting for the merchandise. This is not like the autograph line. Right. You, you know, if you're looking for autographs, you can go downstairs. But if you're looking for merch, then you're in the right place. Right. Um, I, I really liked that um, that they did that. Because could you imagine standing in that line and then you get in there and you're like, I don't want a fucking shirt. What am I doing here? <laughs> right. I guess while I'm here, I might as well buy some size 15 cleats. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Or like Heather did, buy some. She Since she has a man-sized foot. Small man sized foot, she was able to buy some Under Armour trainers. Yeah. For I like 
25 bucks. What a great deal. I did spot the uh, neon SoFlo green shoes that were a couple sizes too small. I was really hoping they were in my size. I swear to God, I'd wear them every day. <laughs> yeah, dude, they had the SoFlo hoodie. So, you know, I saw some, they were 4XL, which kind of sucks. Right. Uh, but they had those for 20 bucks. That's a, that's a $100 hoodie if you go on yeah, Fanatics. Absolutely. But the players get it free, so then they sell it when they don't use them anymore. Yep. I mean, not the players don't sell it because that no, would no, be no, the a school violation does. of the NCAA regulations. Right. Um, and then there were bunches of those um, Under Armour khaki pants, and dude, I was digging through. I couldn't find any 34s. I found some women's ones, and I called my wife. She failed to answer the phone. And by the time she called me back, they were all gone. Right. So those would have been great to have. I would have wore those to work, dude. Sure. So next year, that's what we're going to do. And then we'll hang around long enough for, to maybe take advantage of a second uh, BOGO uh, time. Absolutely. Now, you said they sell some of that stuff online? They said they were going to have an online sale so, uh, coming up in like the next week or so. So probably most of the stuff that didn't sell this time. Yeah. I w- I'd be down for buying some of that stuff. And then yeah. um, the other thing we're budgeting for next year is helmets. Oh, for sure. I've already started setting money aside. I they, haven't even got paid again yet, but I started setting aside. <laughs> you're like, this $20, you're the first 20 Yeah. Um, for 150 bucks, you get your choice of of helmet. Right. Oh, you want the white one with the chrome logo? Sure, 150 bucks. You want the you know, the matte green with the gold? 150 bucks. You want the Memorial Day or Veterans Day tribute helmet? 150 bucks. Yeah, the only one that wasn't the, the was chrome the gold, gold chrome one. Yeah, that was what two hundred, two hundred. Yeah, which makes sense. And then yeah. they had the they had a couple of them signed by Charlie Strong that were selling for five hundred. But you know what though, he was also signing the helmets that people bought, right? You know, because there was Charlie had his own line, which I kind of wish we would have done, but I don't know. I was really more interested in seeing the players anyway, right? Um, but yeah, Charlie had his own line, and I saw several people who had bought the hundred fifty dollar helmet and went in line, and Charlie signed it for them, right? And honestly, on a merch like that, the coach is really who you want. Sure. You know, the kids are only around for a couple of years. If they're really good, two years, three years, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely good. I was t- so jealous of the people I saw wandering around with helmets on the on the autograph floor. I really wanted the Matt Green military one from this past year when we played Navy. Uh-huh. So fire. I just wanted it so bad. Everything in me, when I saw it, when they posted on Twitter that they were going to sell those, I was like, let's see, we could feed the kids, or I could get that helmet. My mortgage could be two weeks late, or I could get that helmet. And everything inside me is going, get the helmet, 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 get the helmet. And then I'm like, ah. I just, I wasn't budgeting. Got a family. (laughs) I got this cruise coming up, and... I just am not budgeted for another $150 on something that I really, I mean, let's be honest, I do need it, but it's not like mission critical necessity. Right. But I do need it. Don't even think that it's something I want. It's something that I need. Right. Because um, then we could pull it out. Like, I could wear it around when it's game day. Hell yeah. <laughs> Road games, you're just sitting on the couch, drinking a beer through the helmet. Jen comes out of the room like, what the fuck, Devin? She's like, really? Do you have to spray the fucking Gatorade in your face like that? I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) Fucking right I do. (laughs) Hold my mouthpiece. 
Oh, fantastic. I, I could tuck the mouthpiece like up into the face mask. Yeah, hell yeah. Just, uh, I just want to do that. Just run outside. Your oh. kids are playing outside. Run out and smash one of them. <laughs> Head on a swivel, Finn. <laughs> not my house, bitch. But not Archer, because he'd probably smash me back. Right. Stand over him, pound your chest. This is my house. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Uh, what else do I got here? I laid down. Let's see. Pull up my notepad. That's all I got for for intro. Yeah. Get a brief couple uh, notes on sports. Yep. I really only have two things, then I'm gonna. I'm just gonna let you take it. Sure. Uh, thing number one: the big sports news in the last week was Ezekiel Elliott getting a six-game suspension from uh, the NFL dictator. <laughs> I mean. Commissioner Roger Goodell. So for violating a player conduct policy that he made up on his own. Um, Roger Marks. <laughs> Goodell. I, I, I don't expect it to stick at six games. I could see where it goes down to three games. I could also see where it gets whittled down to one or none. Uh, and if he does end up suspended, I could see a situation where it ends up not even taking hold until next year. I think it's going to go the way of Deflategate, where, I mean, because the evidence they're going on, I mean, there's no hard evidence. The the Thousands attorney, of text messages. The state attorney um, said he thinks something happened, but there's no, they don't have anything solid to prove, uh, and the, the, the accuser has contradicted herself so many times. They've got one of her friends uh, under oath saying that she asked her to lie for her. Yeah, calling a lie, yeah. The defense team apparently has, uh, you know, records and witnesses said that, you know, she's screaming at him that his career was over after she didn't get into a party he was at. And he, she told him at one point that she's a white girl and he's a, a black athlete and there's no way they'll believe him over her and, and all kinds of nasty shit. And it's like I don't I don't know enough about the situation, but I know if there's not anything solid enough under the court of law to press any kind of charge of any kind that they could because let's be honest if they could stick it to a black man in America, yeah, anything they can find, yep. And there's nothing. I just don't. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm not saying beating women's okay, but. If they've got friends under oath saying that she asked them to lie for her and allegedly some of the wounds, bruises and stuff that she had uh, came from getting in a fight at a club, it's a bad look. And he's already filed an appeal. So Roger Goodell is going to be the independent arbitrator. What? And he's he's going to hold it up. I'm sure that's how it's going to go. It's how it went with the flake gate. They they put the original punishment under Troy Vincent's name so that Roger Goodell could be the arbitrator. And when he goes, nope, it's definitely just six games, they're going to take it to court. Jerry Jones is the richest person in football. And the Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in the NFL. They are not going down without a fight. So uh, someone raised the point on ESPN Radio on Friday that the punishment for the personal conduct policy that 
is in place now is not something that was collectively bargained for. It's not part of their current CBA. It was something that Roger Goodell added on as an amendment. So, does that hold up in the court of law? Who knows? But it seems it, it just seems like an arbitrary number. Like, yeah, okay, it's a six-game punishment now, but when the Giants kicker last year uh, admitted to authorities to emotionally and physically abusing his pregnant wife, he got suspended for one game. It doesn't add up. Uh, also shady is the fact that the lead investigator is a giant season ticket holder, uh, longtime super fan. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can't, That's have, really you can't shady. have any NFL marks. Yeah, and reading through the reading through the Reddit threads, uh, it seems that everybody's of the mindset that the Mara family that owns the Giants and has since forever is is in uh in Goodell's ear. I can and see that. The Roonies are not necessarily happy with it. The Steelers owners, obviously Robert Kraft is not happy with them anymore. Uh, Jerry Jones, the richest person in the NFL, is not happy with it. He's made that abundantly clear. I just don't see it sticking at six games. And and I agree. I mean, if you want to tell me one game, maybe okay, because he's had a string of dumb fuck incidents. Stop <laughs> doing dumb shit. If you want to tell me... They give him a million dollar fine, five hundred thousand dollar fine, a couple hundred thousand. I get that. Like, hey, here's your warning: stop doing dumb shit, stop putting yourself in terrible situations. But there's nothing, that, at least on the surface, there's nothing there to justify a six game suspension. And that's that's not be me me being a homer. I said the same thing when they they suspended Brady. And find the Patriots a million dollars in a draft pick. There was nothing there then. Roger Goodell is a fucking tyrant. That's the only way to put it. Do you know he makes like forty million a year or something like that? Yes. That's too much. I and the people say, well, the owners aren't going to go against him because they're all making a shitload of money. We said this during def, def, during Deflate Gate, and I'll say it again: the owners could be making money hand over fist. If a blind, deaf, and dumb monkey was running the NFL. I mean, it, it's a cash machine. Yep. It's rolling downhill. You're not stopping it. So, I just don't. It. I don't see it sticking. I really don't. Um, You got some Chargers news? Oh, yeah. One more note. The um, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. That took me a second the other day when I saw LAC yeah. on the thing. And I'm like, LAC? It's like the Clippers don't play football. What the fuck? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The Chargers moved to LA. How about yep. that? Um, Nigel Harris played for USF, uh, signed an undrafted free agent contract. With the Chargers after the NFL draft, led the team in tackles in their first preseason game. Nine tackles. So, good for him. Make some noise. Hopefully make the squad. Make it, you know, maybe as a special teamer or somehow crack the field. I'm fantastic. Just another bowl uh, doing big things. So, Marlon Mack didn't play on Sunday because he apparently had a shoulder injury, minor shoulder injury, and they just kind of held him out out of an abundance of caution. 
So, and Rodney scored from two yards out. Yeah, Rodney scored his first preseason game. So I, the guys we've got, uh, Kofi Amicia is an offensive lineman that apparently has made the initial round of cuts for the Packers. He's probably not going to show up in many stat sheets unless they're tracking pancakes. But um, he's apparently done well for himself too. So it seems that most of the guys that were either drafted or signed free agent contracts are doing okay for themselves. So, Anything else for sports? That is all I got. That's all I I got. I did see um, BJ Daniels got uh, cut today by the Falcons, but it was like an injury cut so he still gets a settlement like injury settlement and then he can go sign somewhere else I guess nice maybe the Bucks will take him maybe put him maybe on the, the practice Cowboys squad take him. who knows uh, I want to talk Game of Thrones let's do Game of Thrones so here it is at 48 minutes and a half minutes here's the spoiler portion of the show if you haven't seen this is it be a quick you're not a fucking fan. Get the fuck out. Yeah, it's you know what? It's true. It's Tuesday. If you haven't seen it, then you're not going to watch it or it doesn't matter. I will say I talked to Justin a little while before we got on together and he hasn't watched it yet, but he's planning on watching it either uh, tomorrow or the day after. Oh, he's, so. a ca- he's a casual fan. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a good thing about a podcast is, uh, you know, he probably knows to wait. To listen to the podcast until after he watches the show. Right. Well, I told him, I was like, if you're going to listen to the podcast this week, you're going to need to watch the episode first because we're going to talk talk about it and we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So you're going to want to move on. So big news for for uh, uh, the episode. Let's see. Early in the episode, we saw, was, was it early in the episode? Was that the meeting between Tyrion and uh, Jamie? That was probably about midway, midway, a little before midway, maybe. So you had that whole thing worked out. Yeah, actually, I think it was the back end of midway. What was it? What was early in the episode? John decided he's got to go. Oh, that's right. Um, it was the the vision, the Tarleys being um, fried. Yeah, they got cooked. So now, if Sam decided to go back to his house, he'd probably be the Lord. Could be, yeah. Although he sworn to the. Night's Watch, so he'd have to probably be excused from that. Right. Well, you know, royalty could relieve him of his vows, or if the wall falls, it's really no longer valid. <laughs> right. The Night's Watch so. has failed. Right. Um. So we have that. Yep, that was that. Uh, Dickon decided that uh, he should cook with his dad. Yeah. Really, it was a good. It was a good chance for him to make a clean break. Sure. Because he even mentioned, he even expressed to Jamie that he um, wasn't comfortable attacking Highgarden. Right. You know, he did it because, you know, his dad said to do it. But, you know, he even mentioned that he's like, you know, I don't know. I went hunting with these guys. You know, I, I know them for a long time. Right. So. Um, that was so kind they of died. I did like him. And then, you know, they obviously his son. He, his dad grabbed his hand as they're getting torched together. It was kind of touching, but and dad was a, such a was such a jerk off to Sam. Yeah, Randall is a fucking twat. Yeah, Dickon, Dickon, and Sam definitely deserve better. Um, 
you know, I thought Daenerys missed an opportunity to send all those assholes who didn't want to um, join her to the wall. Sure. You know, she, I think that's probably what she should be doing is like, hey, it's fine. If you don't want to join me, I'm not going to kill you. Uh, but your ass is going to the wall because my boy John said he needs some help. So go. Right. Um, I thought that, you know, she missed that opportunity because who wants the people who don't want to be with you? Why do you want them with you? Right. All they're going to do is undermine you. Sure. So, it's possible. I don't, I don't know. If, I feel like if you don't want to join our cause, that's fine. Just fuck off and don't come back. Right. Like, get your shit and go. Because this is not going to be the place for you. Correct. Uh, but she, instead of doing that, she had the dragon roar. And everyone was like, you know what? We're good. We're team dragon. Right, because who the hell wants to roast like the rest of their friends they saw? Right. Jesus Christ. Um, Jamie was rescued. By Bronn. Bronn also mentioned that he is not interested in fighting dragons. Right. He's like, uh, she's got three of those things. You are fucked. It doesn't matter how many of those scorpions you have. Right. There's three of them. It took Bronn three shots to even hit it in the shoulder, and it's going to take a headshot to take him down. Right. Yeah. So. Um, so he was like, he's like, no, we're. I'm not doing that. I, I'm not going to be at King's Landing when those things come in and melt the castle. Right. Um, and then let's see what else do we have. We had the Jamie and Tyrion meeting. Yes, which was touching. Yep, Tyrion uh, or Jamie knows that Tyrion is innocent. Right. Although he's still um, pissed at him that he killed their dad. Yeah, but his dad was his dad had it coming. Yeah, well and that's what kind of Tyrion you know, explains. Like he was always a fucking twat to me for being a dwarf and, and that's he was gonna, not something I could ever control. And he was gonna execute me for something he knew I didn't do. He knew I didn't do it, but he was still cool with put the neck you know, the rope around my neck. Right. Um so you know, that that's a shitty thing to do. And he was banging his girlfriend twice. Right. Um, and you know, he even mentioned how heartbroken he was the first time. Right. Cause he you thought know. he was in love and right. she was actually a whore, but you know. Yep. And so, um, so there was that. Um, and so he came to tell Jamie, you're not going to win this war. Right. You know, the Dothraki weren't killing the Lannister soldiers, you know, out of necessity. They were doing it because they're good at it. Right. You know, there and there's a lot of them and they're all mounted right um and there's three dragons and there's 10,000 on Sully at Castle Rock right so um you're not going to win this war it doesn't matter you know so he's trying to to save the people who would die in this war right and that's and Jamie understands that which is why he killed the bad king right right it's like, you know, it's not, it's about the people. Well, and the other part of it, too, was he tried to get his, get an audience with them because they're trying to explain that there is a larger issue at hand, mm-hmm. and it would be better for everybody if, at least for now, we unite as one force to take on this gigantic force of living dead that are coming to murder us all. Right. And so they were proposing an armistice. Right. 
Like, let's pause. Let's push pause on the war for the Iron Throne. Let's kick it up to the wall. Let's check it out. Let's reinforce the wall for a year or two. Sure. And then we can rehash uh, where we're at for the uh, the throne. Right. And here's the thing uh, about Cersei. Okay. She, ugh. She, it's like her dad told her. She's not as clever as she thinks she is. She's not even half as clever as she thinks she is. So they legitimately come to her, and they don't have any reason to. They legitimately come to her with terms of a, of a peace treaty, essentially. Like, hey, let's stop fucking killing each other because we're all going to be just dead and run over by this undead force. And she makes a point like, oh, she came to you after, you know, for what reason? She has no reason to. Are you really that stupid? No. Are you really that stupid? Yeah. She can roll like, us whenever she wants to. Right. Don't don't be fucking retarded. And then what pissed me off is she tells Jamie, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant with your baby now. I think it's a lie. It is a lie. It's 100% a lie because I, of the conversation that they were having. He's he's more and more turning to the side of we're not there's no chance we win this. We need to do something we need to think to, about survival here. Right. Right. And she can feel her grip on him slipping. So she's like, fuck it. I'll just make up a pregnancy and go, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm pregnant and it's yours. And I'm willing to tell everybody that because she is trying to rein him back in. Right. Um, so I fucking hate Cersei. Uh, Lena Hetty does a great job of portraying her. She does. I, I cannot wait till she dies. Um, we also saw the return of, is it Gentry? Gendry. Gendry. Um, yeah. So we find him and all, all he did was shave his head and go back to blacksmithing and no one's the wiser, apparently. Right. Down in Fleet Bottom. Um, Davos goes and finds him. Davos, the, um... The crack smuggler, I might add. Right. Um, goes and finds him and he's like, hey, remember me? And, you know, he gives a little nod to those of us who thought that Gendry was never coming back. Thinking, right. hey, I figured you'd still be in the boat. Right. Uh, and he's like, nope, I've been here for, you know, five years. Yeah, it's like, listen, dickhead, it was two days of rowing. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love how he's like, um, I don't know how to ask you this. He's like, yeah, let's go. I'm done. Right. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else. And then the other the other thing that fans were hoping to see was the uh, the Warhammer. Yeah. When Davos picked up the sword and he's like, oh, I don't know anything about swords, but I do know a thing or two about this. This gigantic fucking hammer. As he's walking over, I was like, oh, here comes the fucking Warhammer. And Heather goes, how the hell did you know that? I was like, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because that was... Uh, if you've if you've the watched the show and from some of the people that read the books, uh, Robert Baratheon's weapon of choice, especially in the Robert's Rebellion, was the Warhammer, the big giant band hammer. And you know the 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 prevailing thought, at least on the Reddit theories, was that the only person that would be able to wield a Warhammer, uh, as far as who's left now, would be Gendry. Because he's a smith, he's used to it, and, you know, that would be his weapon of choice. I I love that Davos was like, play it cool, bro, just tell him your name's like Jimmy, right. and that you're just here to help, you know, you're here right. for the cause. 
And the second he walks in there, he's like, what's up? I'm Gendry Baratheon. I'm the bastard son of Robert Baratheon. Your pops and my pops were down. I think we should be down. Right. And John puts like, it out there. Yep. And John's like, okay, I dig it. Come on in. Right. And I love how he's like, are you, can you fight? Or, you know, are you, are you good with a sword? And he's like, nope. And he's like, ooh, it's going to be rough. <laughs> right. And then Davos is like, no, he can handle himself. Right, yeah. Oh, because he did have to thump those two uh, guards. Oh, man, that was great. When he picked what? up the hammer, I was like, oh, shit, here it goes. I um, I'm, I want to know why he didn't loot the bodies. You just gave him 30 gold coins. Yeah, pick that shit up and take it. Davos should have went right back over there and went like, whoops, I'm going to need these back, fellas. Right. Um, I'll take your gold back. Duh, Jesus. Yeah. So. Um, let's see what else happened. Um, we saw the return of the Hound. Yes. Um, Tormon picked him up and put him in the in the brig. Yeah, the East Watch. Yeah, they uh they locked him up. Tormon's commander of the East Watch, which is incredible, right? Right. Like, how cool is that? A wildling barbarian is a commander of a castle on the wall. Right. Um, and, you know, and this was from earlier in the episode. I really do like, none of them like each other specifically, right? Like, Tormon knows he doesn't like um, Jorah because his dad was the Lord Commander of the Wall. Right. And that was back before, the you know, they were friendlies. Right. Um, and so then, um, who was it? Who was the other one? Oh, Gendry and the, and. Beedrick? Barrick, yeah. Barrick are not pals because Barrick was going to sell Gendry to Malisandra. Oh, he did. He sold him off. Uh, to be right killed. Out. You know, to be yep. bl- bled dry and killed. And so he's like, you know what? You're a dickhead. Um, and then there was one other beef, wasn't there? Who was the hound? I... The hound was pissed off at somebody, too. I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. But... Uh, you know, uh, Barrick was like, listen, we're all here at the same time and we, for the same reason. Right. And he's like, something's up. And John's and like, John's like, yeah, we're all on the same team. We're oh, all, how do you know? Cause we're breathing. We're all breathing and we're all south of the wall right now. We're all on the same team. Right. So now they're on a quest to go capture, which I would assume a white walker. Right. But... I would personally just take a zombie. Wait, I think they're going for a white. Yeah, I think they are going for a so, white walker. Not not necessarily one of the four horsemen, like the white walkers, right. but one of the um, not quite zombified, kind of still right. in one piece, whites. So, like, I don't know why they don't just call Benjen and ha- bring him down. Because he can't come back through the wall. Well, I mean, none of the whites can. He he told him that uh, the magic wears off if he or the magic in the wall keeps him from crossing. The theory is that when Bran came back through the wall with the mark of the Night King, that he ruined the magic. Oh, well then Benjamin could come down because the children of the forest were sitting around the Three Eyed Raven in that little cave, and they had magic protecting them that the White Walkers couldn't get there. And then the Night King marked him in that vision, and they were able to just plow through there like it was nothing. So. Well, um, I, I feel a feeling we'll see Benjen. I feel like you can't go north of the wall without bumping into Benjen. I think he's what bails him out. 
in this next episode. We see I in think. the previews the it looks like Lightbringer, the uh flaming sword. Right. In Barrack's possession. Yeah, I like that he fights with a sword on fire. And like he doesn't need magic or like well, I guess magic he needs, but he doesn't need like oil on the sword and then light it up. Like he just grabs it, pulls it out, wipes the blade and it's on fire. Yep, I love that. So uh one um that this obviously has been referred to as the Suicide Squad, also the Magnificent Magnificent Seven. So yep. basically you're dealing with Jon Snow, Gendry, uh Tormund, Beric Dondarrion, the Hound, Thoros, and Jorah. And one of the prevailing theories is that Jorah will be the one who dies and comes back as a white. And the purpose there is when he finally comes back to Danny's side, when they're talking about their plan and how they're going to go about, you know, doing this, he turns to her and says, you know, you told me to go get cured so I can come back and serve you again. Let me serve you. And, of course, Tyrion gives him the coin from when they were sold as slaves and says, make sure you bring this back. You know, give it back when you get back. Right. So, of course, he's going to die. All right. And the the prevailing theory is the way they tie it in, you know, it always comes back around to something, is when he says, let me serve you again, this would be his way of serving her, is he's the one that's delivered to King's Landing to prove that these fucking things are real. Gotcha. I'm curious as to how they transport it without it ruining everything. Like well. Dangerous and they're magical and... All those one of things. the one of the other theories is this is how Clegane Bowl comes around, is that the Hound is the one who bites it, and they ship him there in a box, because I guess in one of the trailers I don't know if I just missed it or if I already forgot I guess in one of the trailers he's in King's Landing he's shown in King's Landing next to a smashed crate. Who's the mountain? The uh, the Hound. Okay. So he would be the one to bite it. They send him there, he smashes out of the crate and goes after the queen, and then the undead mountain fights the undead hound. I don't want either one of them to die. You know, they both basically came back from the dead. Well, at this point, and somebody made the point that like all of the characters, except for Thoros, have, have, come, have and, been resurrected. In Tormund, really, have been dead and resurrected in some form or fashion. So, yep. that is interesting. But um, I don't want to see the hound die, frankly. Yeah, I, I like want to see him fight the mountain as a live being. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I, I feel like, obviously, they're not all coming back. They can't. We're, we're yeah. this late in the game. Somebody's going to die. Somebody's going to have to do the, uh, you know, the hero, I'll hold him off kind of. Right. You know, you guys run. I'll never right. make it. So I I think the Jorah one makes sense. And I think it sucks for him because, you know, he's had this... He's obviously in love with Daenerys. And, you know, he's sent to, to track her initially to try to, you know, restore his good name and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he ends up falling in love with her. And then she sends him off, and he goes to the fighting pits to get back to her, and then he gets fucking grayscale, and he's got to go off again. 
And he has basically his entire outer layer peeled off of him. Yep. And then heals up and goes back again. And that would suck if he's like, he's finally back. Okay, we've got Jorah back. And he dies. North of the right. Wall. Two episodes later, he's gone. Right. So I'm hoping it's not him. But I'm hoping, honestly, obviously, that they all come back. But someone made the point that if Thoros were the one to eat it, that then Beric Dondarrion would have a reason to actually be afraid in battle because his resurrector is yeah. no longer around. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. I just don't. I don't want to see any of them go. I or maybe all them. they all just, maybe they just grab one, jam it into a fucking box and drag its ass down there. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that easy. It doesn't look that easy from the trailer anyway. Yeah. Uh, you so, know, the other the other move would have been, hey, can I borrow uh, can I borrow Rhaegar? <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. I'm just going to fly up there right quick. It'll just take me like a day to fly up there, grab one, and fly back. Or go up there, bring a prisoner out there, kill them, and let them come back as a as a White Walker. A zombie. Yeah, or uh, Caster's Keep. You know, you could have uh, Gilly come testify. Right. Well, you see, know. that's the problem is nobody believes the people that have actually seen them. So I mean, it took it took Danny seeing fucking cave drawings to believe it, <laughs> right? And you know, it's, and we well, we didn't even mention it. Sam, hold ass. He's like, right. fuck this citadel, I'm out of here. Well, and the, the shitty part is they glazed over one of the biggest revolution revelations in the show. Oh, right, that John's not a bastard. Right, where Gilly and that was obviously they put out there that he was the child of Rhaegar and Lyanna. And they the the projections have gone just wild during the off season about how he would still be a bastard because Rhaegar and Lyanna weren't weren't married, you know, it was out of wedlock, he's still a bastard. Maybe they did, maybe there was time to get it annulled and rewed and who knows. And John knew or Ned knew this and covered it up and all this stuff, so maybe he's a Targaryen or he's still a bastard. Now we know Rhaegar had his original marriage to Elia Martell uh, annulled, uh, which sucks for her. She got a raw deal because he left her with their kids, and then she got raped and murdered by the mountain. And he, at the same time, married Ned Stark's sister, Lyanna. So Jon Snow is a Targaryen. He's Jon Targaryen. He's a pure blood. He's a Targaryen slash Stark. He's a Stargarian. Stargarian. He is the song of ice and fire. Yep. That he's it. That it's real. And Sam is just pissed off at this point because he's tired of of listening to Gilly list off all these facts, all these thousands of steps, and all these bowel t- movements. Yeah. How many times his great maester took a shit? He's, he's like, I don't care about the fourteen thousand nine hundred thirty-two shits. And God bless her, Gilly's like, no steps. Those were steps. (laughs) So the book that she was reading did come with them. They packed it up with the boy. So uh, there's a chance that it comes up again when they all get to Winterfell. And Bran's like, hey. Did uh, you say your your father's name was Rhaegar? Right. I read that in a book. (laughs) He, um, Bran 
is going to say, hey, John, um, your parents are Rhaegar and Lyanna. And then everybody's going to go, oh, well, then he's still a bastard. And then Gilly can be like, oh, no. No, he's Did not a bastard. Did you say Rhaegar? I love Gilly. <laughs> I love her little voice. So there's that. Um, and then the other thing, Littlefinger, scheming oh, on Arya right. and Sansa, trying to turn them against each other, because you know he still wants Sansa. Yep. But as long as Arya is there and they're still getting along, that's not possible. And John, too. As long as John's there, there's no, you know, he can't add the North to his pile of collections while John's there. Right. And so he's trying to split Sansa and Arya. And in doing so, then he would make John have to choose between Sansa or Arya and alienate one of them. And then he's just kind of pulling apart the family. Now, I personally believe that Sansa and Arya are aware of his meddling. I think Sansa will be. I don't know that Arya will be. I think she's he's clearly trying to play her into thinking she's playing him. Like the second I saw it, I was like, "No, he's talking way too loud. He knows what's going on. He knows he's being watched." And, right? You know, she is. I mean, you saw what she. I think it was the waif. I mean, she reeled the waif in, and right. This was, you know, a, a no-faced assassin. Right. So I don't. I don't think. I think Littlefinger thinks he has the upper hand, and I think that. Um, They're going to use wants, that to their advantage. I think Arya wants him to think that. You know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. I think I feel like it's a red herring. You know what I mean? Like, just after that scene, I feel like Arya probably went to Sansa and was like, yep, he did exactly what you said he was going to do. Right. You know? And right. so Well, here- either that or she's going to bring her the note and go, what the fuck is this? And she's going to go, Cersei made me write that. And where did you get that? Oh, I got it in Littlefinger's chambers. Okay, now it makes sense. I'd love for and them to stick him on some play. kind of treason charge where John can come, just come and lop his head off when he gets back and be like, you did what? That's right. undermining my authority, that's treason, and you're dead. Fuck you. Yep. You're, and then you know uh, Royce, Royce Johnson, or whatever the hell his name is, would be all too happy to take back control of the Knights of the Vale. So... And they'd stay pledged to the Starks. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I think Littlefinger, you know, and, and Bronn knows all. So, I mean, really all he has to do is be like, you know, that's bullshit, right? So. That's exactly it. You know. Yep. And that's a, pres- a self-preservation thing for him. Like, if he really is in it to fight the White Walkers and make sure that, you know, that the men survive, he knows that Littlefinger's in the way of... Of that right. end goal. They can't have chaos at home. Right. If they're going to put on a united front to fight the White Walkers. That the veil's there, but they're, you know, but Littlefinger has no interest in fighting at the wall. Right. He wants to wait until, you know, the, the Lannisters and the Targaryens fight each other, and then he swoops in with the veil and takes the, takes the throne. Right. So, um, so then we have two more episodes left. Yes. It's going to make me sad. And then only six episodes of the next season. Dude, it flew by. It did. So, how was it streaming on your, uh, you know, 
three megabyte connection. It it actually has not been bad. Uh, last week it it kind of glitched up for a second, and then it caught up to itself and just had to buffer out basically. Yeah, and then this week it was fine. There were no issues. Nice HD so. stream. Like looks good. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Excellent. Surprisingly, the streaming works out fine on our internet. Nothing else does. <laughs> I don't know, the compression that Netflix and HBO uses is, like, really good. Right. I, I've never had a problem either with, like, dropping bitrate or anything like that. And, you know, any connection that's, like, basically, you know, 5 megabytes or better is 1080p, no problem. Right. And then you're, you're saying you're getting, you got a 3 megabyte connection and you're still getting HD quality, so. Yep. So good on them. Um, that's all I got for this week. Yeah, so the Damn, next I episode... Thought we gonna, I thought we were going to go short, and we went, what, an hour and 15? 15, yeah. So, yeah, the next episode, we should see uh, some banana shit north of the wall. And hopefully we don't see any uh, wincest between the Targaryens. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because Danny has definitely got the hots for John now. She's crushing on him. Oh, you could see when he was like, yeah, I'm going to lead the party north. And she was like, wait, what? No, you're the the king. And he's like, I know I'm the only one who knows how to fight them. I think part of her was like, no, you can't go. I'm starting to get feelings for you. And the other part was like, oh, swoon. Right. I think she would have gave him Grey Worm or somebody, you know, like, hey, take a detachment of Unsullied with you if if you're going north of the wall. But, you know, those assholes are stuck at Casterly Rock. Right, yeah. But that's the thing about John. That's what I love about John. And that's why the people that follow him would run through a fucking wall for him. Because he leads from the front. Right. They're going to the north, where there's a very good possibility they could all get wiped out. And he's like, I'm going. I have to. So. Yep, it's going to be good. Absolutely. Should be bananas. B a n a n a s. Um, you got a joke? I think you had the joke. I did have a joke. I just was wondering if you wanted me to do that joke. Yeah, you can do the joke. Oh, it's your joke. You found it. I gotta pull it up. Something about ten dudes. Yeah. Don't ruin it. That doesn't ruin anything. If a woman has sex with ten different men, she's considered a slut. Right, but but if a man does the same thing, he's gay. For definitely, sure, definitely, definitely gay. I <laughs> uh, love it. That was a joke. I mean, it's true. Yeah. I mean, if you bang, if you're a dude and you bang ten dudes, you're definitely gay. Yeah, uh, uh, full, full gay. Might full be, rainbow. Might be bi, I guess, if you bang ten chicks too. But yeah, no full rainbow. <laughs> <clears throat> And that's all we got. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Right. We will see you next week. Love you. Bye.